2: of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional.
3: Uh, Welcome back. Excuse me. It is a beautiful day out there. It's mind boggling. These times of year always remind me why I live in Ohio. (laughs) So Ohio is the, uh, the summers here are just pretty phenomenal and, uh, um, better than a lot of places I've been around the world actually. And now that the winters are not that bad, that's, uh, pretty cool. I was just talking with a couple friends about uh, how we used to have to drive to school and this, the the skill set you had to have in driving back in those days. We didn't have power steering. Kids today don't know what we mean when we say power steering. <laughs> we didn't have power brakes. <laughs> they didn't know what that was. Uh and in the column shifter, they didn't know what that was. <laughs> What's a clutch? Yeah, it was a different day and you had to have a lot of skill. I can't believe they were letting us sixteen year olds drive those cars in those conditions. <laughs> it was mind boggling. But uh anyway, so nothing is as constant as change, you know, and I gotta say it's it's changed a lot for the better here in the last few decades. Uh, mind boggling. Think about it. How old I am and how much older I'm getting, and jeez, uh, probably another oh I think the uh yeah, I probably got at least twelve more years, but hopefully knock on wood, don't get hit by a bus and uh, that would be nice <laughs> and if those ever if those winters ever come back, we're in trouble I mean we are in trouble. I remember hearing these these uh oh, snow plows out. You can hear them plowing the snow and they would start around midnight, hoping, hoping to get it done before six o'clock because that's typically when the school buses started running. And, uh, anyway, nice to uh, reminisce on all that stuff, but, uh, not going to help us going forward. That that's for sure. What will help us is, uh, there are a lot of developments in financial services, the financial field. That's really, they're really helpful. You've got a ton of more modern uh, annuities out there, which is really a big deal because every every day I forgot how many uh hours it is, but um, I think ten thousand people are turning sixty every day in this country, and the closer you get to you know the older you get uh, the typically the closer you're getting to retirement, and to have it a retirement income that you can count on is kind of key. You know, it's really important. So if you're within 10 years of, uh, thinking about retiring you should probably be looking, I would be looking at some of the very, some of the newer annuities because they, they're not the same annuities that were around even five years ago. They've undergone a a tremendous amount of change and they're trying to adapt. And, uh, I think it's awesome, and here I'm looking at somebody who's 60 years old, so 60. They've got, it, and they plan on working until they're 67, and click collect, clicking full retirement. So if somebody were to put a hundred thousand dollars in today and started drawing when they were 67, their guaranteed income is ten thousand five hundred and thirty. That's a lot, you know. That that's a really good. Ready return, uh, and it's a, re- a good return on the investment. And I've got a, uh, I'm actually looking at a website. That's where I've gotten this information. And uh, if you'd like to see, if you'd like a link to that website so you can play around with it and see what you might be eligible for, you can always call us in the office, 330-664-0700. You can email me. It's bill at bullingtoncapital.com. And just sit around and, pay, and play with it. I think it's a, a, really, really good alternative to fixed income for an awful lot of people. And the reality is when you look at what, you know, it's willing to do what they're willing to guarantee, it's higher than most people are going to make in their stock accounts. And even in like professionally managed stock accounts, I had forgotten a piece of paper. I'll have to bring it in next week, but I'm looking at out over the last ten years on large cap stocks, mid cap stocks, those are basically large companies, medium sized companies, and then smaller companies. I looked at international, I looked at uh which would be like Greater Europe, I looked at emerging markets, places like Brazil, Russia. Um you look at all those categories, all the major categories. And what they've done over the past 10 years and you take a blend of that because the uh, modern portfolio theory says you need a certain percentage of each one of those and real estate investment trusts for real estate uh, high yield bonds for, for bonds. You, you take the recommended uh, programs, the same ones that they use to manage big pension funds. Okay. For big institutions and the returns are lower than they're guaranteeing here and that that's my point you know and because i was asked a couple of, i don't know it was probably a couple years ago when i first started talking about these uh some people were a little upset bill you used to talk about stocks and we're going to talk about stocks today um in fact the software that i've been using Telechart, it it's upgraded and man i'm i'm going to have to go back and take classes on <laughs> how to run it Fortunately, I have one of the old versions still on my laptop and, uh, it, it, we can seek out stocks and we'll talk about a couple of individual stocks uh, because they, they, it is a part, it is a part of your, your plan. Uh, it sh- probably shouldn't be too big of a part and we'll go into m- more about why that is a little bit later and, and how it in today's day and age, what are the best risk adjusted returns? Uh, what i 'm sorry what investment vehicles offer the better uh risk adjusted returns because it, that's changed too and uh I actually like it i mean i like being able to sit down and read uh understanding what i 'm reading and being able to make decisions that are extremely well informed now the reason i just uh decided to focus on extremely well-informed was because when I first started in this industry, now this is going way back, but the amount that you had to read, it was, it was crazy. And then some of the funds that were available, you would read it and then say, okay, this is what we're going to try to do, but we reserve the right to basically do anything we want to do. Really? Why bother publishing that? (laughs) Yeah just kidding, but uh, the bottom line is today you've got a ton, know, several thousand funds out there that have to stick by the set of rules that they publish in their prospectus, okay? And that makes it a lot easier. It makes it easier to know what to, what you might be able to, or, or what types of stocks or, or investments in general that you're going to have in your portfolio, and that that's a big deal. Because when you go to start, you know, uh, planning for taking on income, taking out income from your investments. You need to know that stuff. You, you need to have a, a fairly decent idea of how much it's going to fluctuate, why it fluctuates. Not that you're going to anticipate that and try to time the market up. That That's a bad idea. That's a horrible idea. Uh, the better idea is find the funds that are making the adjustments that you feel most comfortable with and then stick it out okay so that's that's a big job and and I'm absolutely sure even the most of my clients you know, even though we can sit down and talk about it, it i know this is not what they do for a living, you know so they're gonna forget probably eighty percent of what we talked about two days later but but that's okay, that's one of the reasons I have a job because that's what i I like to do I, I like going through and reading that stuff, finding out i I know how to get to the management's discussion. And, or how the fund is going to be operated because a lot of it's done electronically now. And it's a, it's a very good feeling to be able to understand, yeah, okay. I I see that the stock market's down and my funds down too. And that should be expected, especially because of the way that it's being managed. Okay. But, and if I can stick within, if I can come and look at my portfolio realistically, This is where I think uh, an awful lot of people fall short. They're not realistic with themselves. They come in and and think that somehow I'm going to, if the market gets really bad, I'm just going to get out and and I'll know when to do that and I will know when to get back in. You probably won't do that. That's like saying you're going to, that's the equivalent of being allowed to play for the Los Angeles Lakers right now today in the shape that you're in and to say that you're going to be one of the leading three-point scorers in the entire NBA and you don't even play basketball. (laughs) That's what that is akin to. And you just don't realize it. Most people don't realize it, that, yeah, somebody gave you a basketball and let you shoot from mid-court in the middle of an NBA game and didn't put didn't even put anybody around you. Some people are going to make it. And some people who are not in very good shape, are going to make it. And it's not going to be skill. It's going to be luck. And that, that's my point. You can get lucky. And it seems like, Hey, I see, I knew that was going to happen. I, I, you know, I know it. And that you just don't want to be in that position. And, uh, it's just, <laughs> it's crazy. But, Actually, I think the NBA players really have to work. Well, they have to work a lot harder physically, but even mentally, they have to work pretty hard. And why should investing be any different? It's a it's a vocation. The difference is you're allowed. It's just like you can you know you can go uh, to any basketball court and start shooting. You know that you can go to any uh, brokerage firm and start trading stocks. Same thing. You don't have to have you don't have to pass the test. You don't have to train, prepare, you're better off if you have. And uh, most people that, that train and pre- prepare a lot realize how much work it is. You know, Just like LeBron James, almost 40, still working out like a madman every day. Uh, and by the way, he's always worked out like a madman. Even when he was young, strong, and you know, leading the league in scoring, uh, he worked out and practiced practiced hard every day. And, uh, that's what it's, it's like psychologically, you know, investments, they're bringing out new products. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I remember back in 2004, okay. That's a long time ago. I was thinking it was pretty cool because they were bringing out literally about one new fund each month. Okay. That th- three and a half to four years later, it was nearly one new fund a day. <laughs> And that went on for, for a few years. And so if you could think of an idea, there was probably a fun doing it, whether it was even a good idea or not. You know, they, uh, A lot of people that market financial products take a look at the marketplace to see if, if they think there is a market for it, not whether it's a good idea or not. Will people pay them to do that? You know, will people pay to let you make money when the stock market drops? you know it doesn't matter how hard it is that you have to know how to uh calculate implied volatility carrying costs and uh, all other sorts of things that most advisors aren't even familiar with so uh but if you don't know that you're playing lost and the chances of you winning are are probably as good as uh winning a lottery and you know, there are a lot of people that win a lottery every day uh it's just that there aren't that, that there aren't very many <laughs> And just like the, uh, um, now let me get off that, that subject. That's, that's a little too far in the woods. Uh, the bottom line is, you know, you really have to be careful. And I was looking at a couple of financial plans and I was thinking, wow, these people, they, they go so into the details and a lot of these details, you, you have to be able to pick the right answers. And so they're picking, they're making assumptions. That's the thing about planning is you're going to have to make an awful lot of assumptions. And every time you add another assumption, like how long am I going to live? Okay. That's an assumption. Now, what do you do if you, if you live longer than that and you wouldn't, and you hadn't planned for it? Okay. That, that's a problem. By the way, who of us really knows exactly how long we're going to live? That's, that's the only problem with that type of planning you have to know, you can come up with the right answer as far as how much you could spend. And by the way, you're going to have to also guess the mate, how, what your returns are going to be and in what order. Yeah. So you realize, you see how hard this is getting like really fast. Okay. You got to tell me how long you're going to live. First of all, we can't start before you tell me how, how long you're going to live. Yeah. And, uh, that's, I had one client that drove me crazy for 12 years, 12 years. He's every three to four months, this guy was so nervous about uh he didn't want to leave any money after he died. He wanted to run out of money. And I finally said, Hey, look, you if if you we've gone through this so many times, I'm gonna tell you, here's your backup plan. Just go down to the uh sporting goods store and, and, and get a shotgun. That that that's your that And I know that seems kind of rough, but 12 years, three or four times a year. (laughs) And and if you do, I don't have the patience with anybody. You do that three times to me now (laughs) and you're going to get that other answer. (laughs) So, and that's just, that's one of the questions that, you know, you just don't know. So you have to make, you have to do estimates. What is the likelihood and I'm always trying to, um, underestimate the, uh, the problem or, uh, not overestimate. Yeah. And I'll, I'll have to explain what I mean more about that, uh, along those lines after these commercial messages, I got to take a real quick commercial break here. This is Bill Bullington here on 1420, uh, be talking to you guys in just another few seconds and I'll give you those answers.
0: You heard, Liberty Health Share, a Christian health sharing ministry, has changed the way it helps people reduce the cost of healthcare. Through a large optional network of providers who offer healthcare at prices that make sense and resources to help you make your own healthcare choices, Liberty Health Share offers a streamlined approach to sharing medical costs. Get the healthcare you need at prices you can afford. Become a member by June 30th and receive a $150 Visa gift card. Visit libertyhealthshareorg fish to learn more today. Dennis Prager questions everything. We have judges who, without doubt in my mind, are morally indistinguishable from the judges who served Stalin.
4: In the United States of America, how does a good country produce bad people? It's a very big question. That's the riddle of our age.
0: The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3, on AM 1420 the answer
5: or on iheart tune in and
1: odyssey
6: do you ever find yourself saying i need a vacation vacation fixation can help at vacation fixation we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to mexico the caribbean and disney vacations why choose us our clients book through vacation fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation.
3: Welcome back. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every mo- uh, Saturday morning. Every morning. Every Saturday morning from uh eleven to twelve right here on fourteen twenty. I will be taking calls the rest of the day's show, two one six nine oh one oh nine four five, two one six nine oh one oh nine four five if you have any questions. And uh you know it's really uh interesting, I guess. After you've been doing this for so long, a lot of the things that you just kind of take for granted, and that's just human nature. There, there's an awful lot of stuff that we take for granted in this field, and uh, the general public doesn't really know a lot about it. And it's just like that with any career. Uh I think, you know, from people that do drywall, uh, doctors, that's in very intense tax preparers, very intense Um if you talk to them about it, they're all like, Oh yeah, no, no, no big deal. <laughs> That's because they've been doing it for so long. And sometimes I forget. So if I've forgotten something and, or I went over something you know, feel free to, uh, hit me up with an email, call me, you know, ask a question. Uh, let me know if I've uh, messed up somewhere. Occasionally I say something and, uh, I'm not paying super close attention because something happens. And, uh, uh you know, I may not have said it perfectly so it can lead people to take some other meaning from what the description was. And that happens a lot. And that is, uh, I'm just amazed uh, how frequently that happens in in all fields, by the way. So thankfully, most of this stuff in our field you can fix. Uh, If if you've had a minor mistake, uh, actually sometimes a mistake that's pretty big, you can actually go back in and reverse transactions uh, if you catch it quickly enough and you can uh, get right back on the same track. But what you can't do is do something uh, with that are outside of general guidelines, like guidelines I'll talk about uh, later in today's show. But when you are uh, managing money, you're getting close to retirement. You're starting to think about how much money you're going to be able to spend in retirement. This is one of the things that kills me about all this financial planning software these guys are asking you, what kind of car you're going to drive? How much you're going to save up out of your budget each month to buy a new car? Really? You're really going to do that? The uh, um, how much you're going to pay in utility bills? I don't know. Probably something higher than it is today. You have to come up with a ballpark, okay? And that's where I like to get into uh, the goal-based investing instead of cash flow-based. We're going to set goals for a certain amount of income, and then we're going to try to generate that income, which is hard. In and of itself, to take care of all those expenses. And yeah, you do have to approximate how much you're spending now. And you're probably going to have to make an adjustment for inflation, uh, which is one of the reasons that you hire an advisor, somebody to sit down, go through all that stuff with you, and say, okay, this, this is how much you're spending today. And to keep up, keep spending like that in retirement, how much money do you need? Are you going to get Social Security? Do you have a pension? Uh, because those things are unbelievably valuable, and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, as soon as I get back from this commercial. I'm I'm not commercial. Yeah, I've got a phone caller, and uh, I guess it's Bill, and you have a question regarding uh, a PIMCO index? Yeah.
5: Yeah, what what exactly is that? I I can... Go ahead.
3: I'll look it up really quickly. Is saying the Quest Index from Pimco?
5: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's what it is. Is is I have a and I, I do have I have an index annuity. Okay. And the index and and the two indexes that they invest in are the the Standard and Poor's, which I understand that, and then the other thing is called a Pimco, and that I don't know what it is. That, but this
3: that, is that that's a fund. Um, and it's run by the Pacific Investment Management Company. That's what PIMCO stands for. Okay. And it's a it's a fund that they're running, but they run a ton of money, and they've got a, a you know probably a couple hundred funds out there. So okay. you'd have to you'd have to figure that out. If you wanted to to take a screenshot of it and, and send it to me, I can look it up. And uh, okay. Yeah. So
5: well, uh, I'm just saying. I just I was, I I was just the, the only reason I was curious about that is because um, it, it, I uh, um, I put I I I put my my uh, uh, my IRA into uh, into an annuity uh, a year ago. Well, actually, uh, in in December it'll be two years ago. Okay. okay. Yep. Last year last year my annuity made nothing right they were invested in both and and i mean this is you know it, it's a large insurance company that i'm invested with they are one of the top sure. aa rated companies so i mean yeah. you know
3: well last and, last year in 2022 um yet yeah, you would have been down about uh, hang on a second
5: I, I lost nothing in my of uh, my investment last year. That's
3: okay. Well, I what think, I can say. <laughs> so the S and P last year was down twelve and a half percent. So that's, that's a win. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's how. And, the, but, but, go ahead. Okay.
5: But the, now the Pimco, as I understood it from what I saw on the paperwork, they were down like sixteen percent or something. I mean, it was. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yep. So, anyways, I was just curious if it was some, you know, if it was some, some, uh, some type of fund that uh, that is, you know, was, was for higher, um, you know, higher end investors or something. Because I figure, you know, let's face it, insurance companies have more money than you and I do.
3: Oh, big time! <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's why I want but them I mean, making the guarantees. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be making the guarantees. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and it's not uncommon, but see, that's the thing about the uh, indexed annuities. Um, they're typically, most of them are buying options on an underlying index. That's why they're the bulk of the assets are being invested in short term treasuries, earning interest. And they only have a small amount of money buying an option on an index so, if the index goes down, they're like, eh, all right, well, we got the interest and that offset most of the, most, if not all of the cost of the option that we just bought because they buy them at in an institutional level. They get them cheaper than you and I can. And, uh, absolutely. So, that's, that's a good deal. I mean, by the way, if I had access to those options myself, I would be doing that myself.
5: <laughs> yeah. That's, I have to say, that's what I said. I mean, ultimately, I, I would like i said I was pretty much i pretty much figured it had something to do because i mean actually i and, and a lot of people probably don't even realize this, but I mean when the government was in trouble when they during the depression, i mean right. they actually turned to the insurance companies for oh yeah, you know
3: yep yeah
5: for, for bailout money and, and you know i mean i i so I figure most of those people probably know a heck of a lot more about what i'm do- about what I'm doing than I do.
3: Yep. Yeah. But by the way, the, uh, there were insurance companies, uh, during the civil war, the, uh, union, uh, or the Northern States couldn't cover the, the payments, uh, for the, uh, um, soldiers. So an insurance company stood up and said, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Hey, I, I feel bad. Like I, I wasn't able to answer your question, but, um, um, is there anything else? That's like right.
5: that? that was the only the only. I, I just you know, I had no idea what it was, and and I mean I have an investment advisor. He's you know he usually he, he's usually on top of things that that. Uh, but um, um, I, I guess he's uh, he's in the process of doing some things personally, and I haven't been able to get hold of him to ask mm-hmm. him because yeah. I was just curious, right? Why? Well, why? What happened? Yep, yep.
3: Well, well, if your advisor gets hit by a bus, you got my number.
5: <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> thanks, Bill. I appreciate it. Right. I do listen to your show. Oh, I listen to your show almost every week.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, I mean. Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yep.
5: Well, just well, so you know.
3: Okay, well, here, have a good just weekend. so you
5: know, your money's not wasted. <laughs> All right, that's good.
3: <laughs> All, right. All right, thanks hey, again. Thank, thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. And I'm going to go to Max, and Max has a question on bonds.
4: Uh, yeah, Bill, how you doing? Good. Okay, my question is this: With uh, the Fed raising rates and bond prices dropping,
6: like a rock. Uh, would
4: now be a good time? <laughs> would now be a good time to load up on bonds? And if so, is there a specific sector of bonds you'd recommend?
3: Um, I would recommend the safest bonds you can get. And the maturities on them are going to be relatively short. I and I think the peak is somewhere around somewhere around two years. I'm not sure because I haven't. I didn't check it last week. And uh
4: so short term government corporate. Yeah, uh, are, even
3: uh, you know you can get brokered CDs are actually right. Uh, you can have more than two hundred fifty thousand in a financial in, in, in CDs and have it all insured, but you only have one account. And this is something I was, I forget who I was talking to about it, but, um, you know, people still don't understand exactly how a brokerage account works. Like a a brokerage account. And for this type of stuff, we normally use fidelity, but a brokerage account is like a super, uh, checking slash saving slash investment account, because you can do all of that in one account. You go to normal banks and you have to set up separate accounts for an awful lot of that stuff. And, uh, you can buy CDs from other banks around the country in that account. And you're getting the FDIC insurance on, on those CDs that you're buying, as long as you're not going above 250,000 in any one financial institution. So, right. Correct. Yeah. So that's good, but you can also buy treasuries and we go in, and compare them. Uh, they've got a, Fidelity has an institutional login. That's what we use. Uh, it's a little bit faster. The inventory typically is a little bit better than the uh, retail is. That wasn't always that way, by the way. Uh, for the longest time, it used to really tick me off. They were showing bonds and CDs to the public that they weren't showing to us. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was like, hey. But uh, anyway, they, they finally realized that the public needs a little assistance with that. So they, they kind of switched it up a little bit. And uh, but it it changes by the second. I mean, th- this is what's really wild. Like, I'll be ready to click on a bond or a CD that I'm going to buy for for either myself or somebody else, and before I can click it, it goes away. <laughs> somebody else got me got it before I got there. Right, and, right. Uh, so you really don't know until you actually uh, get there and buy it, and even when you put an order and you think you might've gotten it, somebody may have gotten that before you. So right. it, it's okay. uh yeah, but you do have a lot of, um, a lot of product that you're just not going to see or hear about. And I don't know why anybody, I mean, I have a, a checking account just because I've had it for so long. I just didn't feel, I don't feel like closing it. And I do a lot of my personal stuff out of it, but my bigger, uh, accounts I've got it at fidelity know and right there, understand. there's a reason for that you know they they keep records going back forever and uh and it's just you can do so many things you don't you don't have to go out anywhere this the guy that was calling in earlier was talking about the options so i have an options account and it's attached when i log in i see that account alongside of all my other accounts and i don't have to right, do anything right. yeah so it's pretty okay convenient. Now,
4: now speaking of Now, speaking of brokered CDs, Mm -hmm. why do their prices fluctuate, whereas to my credit union, I have a CD, but the price doesn't?
3: Because you're going directly to the credit union that's offering the CD, and the CDs that are being offered online are in an auction environment all the time.
4: I see, I see. Yeah, people are— that makes
3: sense. Yeah.
4: Okay, one more question about bonds. Yep. Now we know we know that raising the Fed raising interest rates causes the bond price to Drop. decline. Right, but does it have the same effect on the dividend yield from the bond?
3: Um, the the, the coupon stays the same. Uh, bonds don't really have dividend yields. Um, they have got a coupon, and say the coupon is five percent. Well, that means when they first issued that bond at a thousand bucks, that's par at typically what they come to the public at is the par value, $1,000. The coupon being 5% means you're going to get 50 bucks okay, on that $1,000 bond. Uh, right. If the price goes up on the bond, so let's say you're paying $1,100 now, you're not going to get $50 on that. Ex- you're not going to get any more money. You're still only going to get $50. So the current yield goes down. If the price goes up, you're paying more, but you're still only going to get fifty bucks. Okay. So your yield is going to be less than five percent. If the price dropped on the bond, say it went to nine hundred, you're still going to get to fifty bucks. So fifty dollars is a higher is more than five percent of nine hundred. You're getting a higher yield when the bond price right, drops. Right. Yeah. Okay. And,
4: now you're speaking about individual bonds yeah. or like bond funds?
3: Individual yeah. bonds
4: okay what about bond
3: funds is well the, the bond funds and, and fidelity's got one and we're not allowed to make recommendations like that on the air i, I the, the rules are just kind of no no i'm
4: not asking for a yeah. recommendation i'm saying the effect
3: yeah uh, the effect the,
4: of, uh raising rates yeah, on the dividend
3: yield yeah they're affected by uh everything that everybody else is affected by um they generally have access to i don't know let's say a really big corporation i don't know ford came out and said look we would we've had some problems. Um, We've got our money's being held up somewhere. Can you guys look, give us a 90 day loan uh, and we'll pay you this much for it. Well, they'll have access to that. And in fact, you know, those big companies will go to companies like fidelity, like Vanguard and say, Hey, we got a private deal here. Do you want it? And so that, that's one of the reasons that those guys can do so well. And I do have a favorite fund that I can tell you about. If you wanted to call me or email me, and uh, because they've done a really good job uh, in that area. And uh man, it, it's, it took me a long time to be convinced. I kept watching, thinking, you know, okay, here it comes. I'm going to, uh, this, this is going to get them. And nah, they, uh those guys did exactly what they were supposed to do and should have done. So I was positively surprised and uh, prices still are always going to fluctuate. And uh, um, so you're going to get price fluctuation in bonds no matter what but a good a good bond fund manager can manage, help you manage that risk and try to keep it minimal. And Right, right, I see. I see. And see because they do it full-time and we're part-timers <laughs> and they have access to other things that we don't have access to, they're probably going to beat us in the long run.
4: So the best approach would be own both the funds and individuals.
3: Yeah, and that's fund. something that you know you should probably talk about. Um, and I got about ten seconds before I have to take a quick commercial break. Did you want to hang on?
4: Uh, actually, you answered all my questions, okay. Bill, and I appreciate your uh, your show
3: every weekend. <laughs> well, all right, I appreciate it. Have a uh, have yeah, a good rest would... of the weekend. Thank you. <laughs>
2: We call it the Fairy Godmother moment. That moment when we've fixed your problem, cleaned up to Apple Pie order, and are heading out the door. Why? Because we're not the hero of this story, you are. We're just privileged with the chance to come on the scene when you need us, while a your problem away, and leave you to attend the ball. That's the fairy godmother moment. Except, we want to do one more thing before waving goodbye. Give the important parts of your plumbing a flyby once-over, ensuring your emergency water shut-offs are working, checking the age, safety, and condition of your water heater, and verifying your water pressure is not too high or low. We want to leave you with peace of mind that your plumbing system is good to go. So when you're feeling the glow of Why It Works Fairy Godmother moment and our straight-talk and do-it-right plumber asks to do a flyby, now you know why. Because you're the main character. And we want the rest of your movie to be as trouble-free as possible. Consider
0: it done at WyattWorks.com.
1: You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owners sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. According to the Wayside CEO Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon. So stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at The Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in The Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. Well, Welcome back. This is Bill
3: Bullington right here on 1420. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, if you have a question, you can always call in 216-901-0945 during the show, or you can go to my website and send us a question there. There's a contact us page and it's BullingtonCapital.com. Uh, or you can call us in the office 330 700 And I'm going to go right now to Gary. Uh, Gary had a question regarding estate
6: planning.
7: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, Bill. Uh, I wanted to know if your organization offers estate planning services, uh, wills and trusts and so
3: forth. Yeah. You actually have to have a legal, a law license to do that. Um, so a lot of banks will have, sometimes they have people on staff to do that. If, you know, if you've got enough money, they do. Um, but typically we, we have a network of Attorneys that we'll refer our clients out to that that we know, like and trust, and uh, mm-hmm. you know they do a pretty good job. So that's a that's a referral thing. That's that's one of those things. Where there's a lot. There are a lot of things you're not allowed to do as a registered investment advisor, and um, uh, nobody publishes this information anywhere. So everyone thinks that we wear all the hats. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and and you have to know a little bit about it you have to know enough to be able to explain to someone what they need to ask their attorney because they're you know we're not allowed to practice law and without a uh, um ptin number that's a number you get with the irs to to be able to legally do tax returns uh you're not supposed to give out tax advice either so Mm -hmm. they're, they're cracking down
7: you know, a friend of mine actually, uh, you know, did his own will and, and did a, a living trust on his own too, using some kid he got online. Uh, wow! Would you recommend that, or do you really I, think it makes sense to hook up with a professional attorney?
3: Well, I I watched this guy doing i am just kidding. I was going to say doing a surgery on himself because he watched a YouTube video. But the uh, <laughs> the bottom line is no, I would not recommend that. <laughs> there are too many things that can go wrong and it it's you know i should it depends on what if he if he has nothing in his name let's say he rents an apartment and all he has is a brokerage account and a bank account okay so he doesn't really own much uh and we, you could build millions of dollars in a brokerage account but you can name beneficiaries for that and so if your goal is just to avoid probate that that's kind of easy to do but the uh for anything Outside of the, just the super, super simple, you need to talk to a professional. So you need to get in, a, in touch with an attorney that, that has experience in those areas.
7: Okay. Now, have you ever heard of a brokerage account being uh, in a trust?
3: Oh, yeah. Well, Is, is that, the is that trust pretty
7: is, common? And, uh, what are the advantages
3: of doing that? Uh, well, the advantages are uh, there can be many, uh, and one of them is is avoiding probate. You know, oftentimes people use trusts to avoid probate and that that's probably like probably the biggest advantage. The second, um, probably a tie with the fact that when you put a trust together, you get to, you get to determine how your money is going to be distributed. Uh, you can do that with a will as well, but the, uh, the will is going to make sure that the, all the assets go through probate. And sometimes that can be really expensive and normally the will is a part of the, um, trust process anyway, and uh, mm-hmm. and again, these are all questions that I'm not. Everything I just said, you have to forget and pretend I never said it. <laughs> that that's all <laughs> legal advice, and uh, literally, you, you need to talk to an estate planning attorney uh, mm-hmm. to get those questions answered legally and get them get them done. And I realize it's, it's so funny. I feel bad. I, I like I'm letting people down all the time, and I'm like, you don't understand. I can, you're, you're jeopardizing my career. <laughs> By asking me to give you answers to these questions, because I know you're going to want the answers to be right, right? But uh, mm-hmm. but because we're not licensed and that's not what we do on a daily basis. And I've seen attorneys mess their own estates up because they don't, mm-hmm. it's not what they did. You know, they did something else. Uh, and being a lawyer in there is, you know, it's unbelievable how many different pat, career paths that can lead to. Uh, but uh, they all have to pass some of the stuff initially going through law school, but if you don't keep up with it, it's, it is just, you know, wow. It, it mm-hmm. changes all the time. So yeah, I would try to, I would talk to three or four attorneys and just call them in call yeah. their offices and, uh, say, look, I'm, I'm looking for somebody and, and go with the one you like, you know, and, right. uh, you can also call, uh, your local, I think each county's got a, there's a referral service for uh, people looking for attorneys. But um, if you wanted to hit me up with an email, I can send you the one for Cuyahoga County.
7: Okay, great. All right, Bill, thanks for the information. Uh, Great show.
3: Well, thank you. I hope you have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yep. There's it's funny. I remember when I first started in the industry, they didn't have all these regulations. Like, what you can and can't say. And I know now why they have the regulations. <laughs> that stuff is hard. It, it changes like all the time. And uh, not that I am, uh, you know, I, I'm not the world's biggest fan of attorneys, but I know that they are necessary in a lot of areas. You just, it, it'd be idiotic to go without one. And if you've got an estate uh, that's substantial and substantial could be anything above two hundred fifty thousand bucks. I'd have an i would I would have an attorney for that. I would have them take a look at what you're doing. Uh, I'd try to shop around and ask about how often they're doing those, how many they they've done in the past year. Uh, that's kind of important. It's, it's important that you know the attorneys that you're dealing with deal with this on a regular basis because the rules change so quickly and so fast. I mean, it's just, it's mind boggling. Your head will spin and I'm sure their heads are spinning all the time trying to keep up with all the changes, especially when people have houses in more than one state. You know, a ton of people here have homes, second homes or condominiums down in Florida or North and South Carolina along the coast there. It's a lot. Uh, It's a lot to keep up with, but, um, but Hey, it is what it is. And I just completely lost track of what i was talking about um, oh yeah the uh fixed income is one of the uh outside of stocks you know and i i feel bad i was going to go through and talk about stocks today and maybe i'll, I'll, I'll just do that the uh in, the bottom line with stocks is you got to be fairly adept at reading financial statements and I, when i say you got to be you should be Because you don't have to be. Because you can buy a stock knowing nothing. I see people do it all the time. People call it, when they're normally calling me, they're calling me because they bought a whole lot of a stock and it dropped a lot. And it was a fairly significant portion of their portfolio. And they're wondering if I can make it back as quick as they lost it. Well, you'd have to take the same kind of risk you took to lose that money to get it back that fast in most cases. So you need, my my point is that you need to be able to, to, tell beforehand know all that you can know about the company or just stay away from it and by the way today for somebody to do individual stocks this is something that you should do if you really like the company uh and you're looking to make a decent return Uh, like i like procter and gamble i'm just going to tell you i I really like it why because i use tide and i like tide and procter gamble makes a ton of products they make pampers they uh, have uh, Mr. Clean. Um, there's a, just tons and tons of products. And if you go through most American households, there are at least four or five products from Procter & Gamble. Okay. So that tells me that, yeah, they're probably not going to go out of business anytime soon unless people quit washing their clothes and taking baths and not washing their dishes. The, uh, they've been around for an extremely long time period. They pay a really de- decent dividend. And, uh, I was able to buy it a couple of years ago when, you know, market was dropping as it has a tendency to do every 12 to 18 months or so. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's been, uh, actually I've held on to it for a little bit longer than that, but it's been a very good stock. It, it has it gone from, you know, th- and this is by the way, this is one of the problems to trying to get hit the home runs. When you do occasionally hit the big home run, people expect you to do that all the time. You know, Hey, what? What have you done for me lately? What, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. But uh, uh, those big home runs don't come around all that often. Normally, it's over multiple years that that happens. And uh, that's pretty tough. It's, it's really tough for an awful lot of people. I'm looking at Procter & Gamble. If you bought that back in the mid-80s, 1985, you're up just on the share price alone, just on the share price you're up 4,834%. Now that stock's been down more than 40% multiple times over that time period, multiple times. But you're still up 4,800, and that does not count the dividend. The dividend over that time period is probably at least doubling the return on that. So... But if you looked at it over the past, let's say go back to 2020, it's right where it was in 2020. Oh, look, the ride must be over. No, that's actually how it's done the entire time. And that's one of the more frustrating things about individual stocks. That's why the fixed index annuities are so popular, especially with people that are getting closer to retirement. You're getting close to retirement. You don't want to see that sucker drop by 40 or 50%. That's not cool. Yeah. You're getting ready to retire. What you want is a guaranteed schedule of income. And you can get that today, and it's extremely competitive. And mm-hmm. when I say extremely competitive, I'm not backing off here or trying to hide something. It depends on your age. It depends on how, your age and how much money you have to invest. And if you want to know exactly what that is, you know, feel free to give me a call. Mm-hmm. And I promise I'm not even going to have as much inflection in my voice as I do right now. so anyway uh just feel free to call 330-664-0700 that's bill bullington uh that's my uh well you'll actually there's only three of us in the office there that answer that phone so we will call you back as quickly as we can if you'd like to see how much income you might be able to generate for yourself in retirement uh awesome and that's just part of the, the package i think everybody has some room for stocks in their portfolio everybody's different that way so we try to accommodate as many as we can and I promise next week I will talk about individual stocks that I've picked and that I've owned. I did talk a little bit about Procter Gamble today. I still think it's a good buy. I hear the music. That means I got to go. This is Bill Bullock right here on 1420. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck and good investing.
2: The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.
0: Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off
0: alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn